and sit down. to another episode of More Content Talk. That's the only show that cuts through the glam, the glitz, and all the bullshit to bring you the truthiest news that we can find. Um, the fearmongers are out in full force um, all over Twitter, all over YouTube, all over Facebook, wherever you can find them. Um, they're all over the place telling you um, that people who disagree with them are terrorists and communists and nihilists and um, socialist and you know everything they dislike um, that's what you are now because they said so um, of course the vast majority of people in the United States do not ascribe to any of the aforementioned um, ideologies uh, that I just listed but you upset them so you know that's what you are and that's what you're gonna be um, don't get it twisted in America you are what the vast majority of people say that you are um, I understand that, you know, when it comes to yourself, that that's not the case, but in the eyes of others, when you're judged in America, that's what sticks. And, um, so, you know, people are busily, busily tweeting about communism and how horrible it is and all these horrible things that it does. Um, and it's, it's interesting because I don't see anyone really arguing for communism i mean i see you know people on occasion it's generally trolls i mean like no one in the united states of america really takes communism seriously as an ideology that i've known apart from perhaps one person that i met um in a show one time who had a <laughs> the the extent to which communists um are serious in this country this this woman essentially had a sticker that said, of course I'm a communist, and she put it on her purse. And, um, y you know, I guess, uh, you know, college students with stickers on their on their handbags is a huge concern um, to the Republican and the Democratic Party. And, you know, maligning um, people with different opinions are of, you know, the utmost importance to political parties. And that's what people don't really get about major political parties is that they're not using any substantive talking points for the most part. You know, the Democrats certainly use more substantive talking points when it comes to policy, when it comes to enacting policies that may actually, you know, help some people. Sure, your, your Democrats are always the go-to in that case. But when you get down to really understanding what isms mean, what they represent, um, their success rate, two major parties in america are just always going to say oh well you're a dirty terrorist or communist if you don't if you don't agree with me or a dirty nihilist or you know whatever and um some of these philosophies you know whether it be socialism or nihilism or whatever it may be actually do have good points they don't have um the vast majority of good points or anything like that but you know with every ideology you can find something good in there and that's what critical thinking really is. And most people in America simply do not have critical thinking skills because they have been attacked mostly by anti-Semites because, um, you know, it was, at least according to anti-Semites, I don't even know if this is true, but in the old days when I used to listen to um, conspiracy theories, uh, the attack on critical theory, which is exactly, it's, it's, it's the same, 
it follows the same paradigm that the attack on critical race theory follows and it's just an attack on um, people who want to understand things better um, that don't want to look at things linearly and um, what white supremacists argue is that it was the Jewish people who um, invented critical theory and that because simply because it was Jewish people who invented it if that's true by the way I don't know if that's entirely true that's what conspiracy theorists say so I'm I'm providing you the conspiracy theorist argument here I'm sure that there were many people who were not Jewish who went into the foundation of a critical theory but I, to, to be quite honest with you I haven't looked into the foundings of critical theory because critical theory stands on its own it, it doesn't need to have an inventor or someone who's responsible for it um, it simply needs to be taught and then people apply it in the way that they choose um, but you know this hatred of, of education is is very anti-semitic it's anti-jewish uh, Jewish people often advocate for things like liberal education um, mostly because they don't want another Holocaust to occur um, and so the, the black people who are um, promoting critical race theory are now ex going through the exact same thing that always gets turned around on Jewish people as well it's your it's your critical you know thinking revolution that ruined America and that's completely false this that's that's not true at all and it's just like teaching critical race theory would not ruin America either and uh, you know if the country is good and if it's a strong nation which I find people arguing all the time and if it's a nation that can stand on its own and and is isn't um, you know a weak nation which is what <laughs> nationalists argue then what what on earth are you talking about even if I do teach something in a school to a kid your strong value system because that's what Americans argue is that we have a nation that's uncorruptible in a sense then your strong value system should be able to prevent me from influencing your child I shouldn't be able to influence your child as a teacher and um, if I do that means that you failed as a parent it doesn't mean that whatever I taught is bad in any way or any of this stupid it's stupid how, how do you protect against something like communism, the evils of things like communism, the evils of things like socialism, the evils of terrorism. How do you protect against them if you are not even able to learn about them? You have to understand something in order to defend against the negatives of it. And so simply studying communism or simply studying nihilism or whatever it may be First of all, it doesn't make you a nihilist and it doesn't make you a communist. You're trying to understand, okay? If you don't understand a communist nation, you can't really make a good argument that it's a threat. And when you make those arguments and you, you, you have no understanding of the system, you have no understanding of the, the workings of socialism and communism, you make yourself look silly. And that's why these ideologies are growing in popularity. It's the fault of people who would have censorship as opposed to understanding. When you want and prefer censorship as opposed to understanding, when it comes to education specifically, I'm not so much talking about Trump farting out tweets on Twitter, I'm talking about when you go to learn, when you pay, and remember, when you go to college, you pay money, okay? It's not free.
And so when you pay that money, you're getting exposed. The whole thing you're paying for, you know, nowadays people think it's sports. That's not true. But the whole thing that you're paying for, you, not where the tuition money goes, but you, is access to ideologies that people do not find preferable. Not because you want to join that ideology, but because you want to have a better understanding of the world and why things like communism don't end well. There are reasons that communist governments fail, just like there are reasons that democratically elected governments fail. And if you don't understand the reasons, if, you're, if you cut off all acquisition of knowledge and you just try to say, oh, well, this is just the way things are, of course your nation is going to start to crumble and fall apart because you don't even understand how communists attack. <laughs> and, and, and communists love that you're always down on communism because it makes them look good. Because, you know, 90% of the stuff that you call communism isn't communism. It's, it's Americans who don't want to die, all right? You call things like, uh, you know, socialized medicine, and you call that communism? I mean, it just makes you look like an idiot, because all, all it really is when you get into social medicine is a guarantee to the working class that they're not going to die if they get, uh, you know, or at least right away, you know, if they get some sort of a problem, they get an accident at work, you know, they're able to take care of it. And on top of that, they're able to be at fucking work the next day. Why would you as a boss not want that? Would you prefer to have that person, your employee, get hurt and then all the money that you invested in them is just gone just like that simply because, uh, what, you didn't want to pay their health insurance bill? You have any idea how moronic that is? And how much money that's going to cost you as a business person? The last person I talked to who um, was promoting ideas like that, the last business owner I talked to, they, they don't have their business anymore. And there's a reason for that. And there's a reason that even some conservative business owners recognize the simple fact that if their workers are coming to work sick, they're losing money. Why does that have to be communism? Why does recognizing something like that have to be communism or even socialism? Why? Why, why can't that just be a recognizable, observable fact? I think it's because people are set in their ways and they don't want to learn and they don't want to grow as people. What they want to do is resolidify old traditions that have been around forever simply because it makes them feel good. Kind of like when you give a child a blanket, a security blanket. That's what this whole war on communism is. It's a big security blanket for people whose mommies and daddies told them that certain ideas are just wrong, period, no matter what, even if they may help you, it's still bad. And when you have a society like that, you never grow as a society, and eventually the society starts to fall apart, and that's what you're witnessing. And so, yeah, you know, you're maybe seeing a small uptick in people who have interest in things like nihilism. And I'll, I'll do a whole other episode on nihilism and how it's really not the terrible, horrible thing that people think it is. I, I think it deserves a standalone episode. But I'll tell you right now, the easiest way to prevent nihilism would be to allow people to learn without demonizing them for it. If you really want a society that accepts your belief system as valid, then how can your belief system go around doing nothing but calling people names and reducing the will to learn to a communist plot to overthrow the United States of America? 
I mean, with all the paranoia that's involved in these movements, with all the the false narratives going around, it's no wonder that people don't want to believe things anymore. They, you know, you know why? It's because they want to get away from your crazy cult movement that says that things are exactly this way 100% of the time, always, no exceptions. That is stupidity, folks. If you think that every situation will turn out exactly the same way, regardless of the circumstances, you are ignorant. And so, of course, people are going to run away from your belief system because they're in danger under your belief system. Your belief system says, well, just, you know, as, as long as uh, people don't ask for money, they're good. Or as long as people don't ask for help, as long as they do everything on their own, then they're good. But the moment they start asking for money, the moment they start asking for help, they're dirty communists and they all need to burn in hell. Yeah, um, good luck with that mentality. Good luck making friends. Good luck. I mean, you probably will. You probably make a lot of friends. I mean, people in America act that way, you know, where, where if it's backward to or goes against what they believe in, then, yeah, you're the, you're the enemy. You know, you're evil. It's like in California, they recently passed what people people are calling people Californians communists because they passed this universal basic income bill that goes specifically to pregnant women and people coming out of foster care. How how perverse does your thought process have to be to assume that giving money to a pregnant woman and to a young child who is, doesn't have parents, that giving that money to them is communism? How, where, where do you get that in your mind? And that's why I said, you know, stop demonizing isms. It's just ideas. It's just words. These are not evil things that can make you do anything. You decide what you do. Take responsibility for your own actions and judge people according to their actions. Don't simply write off everyone who ascribes to a certain ideology as evil. It makes you look stupid. All right, uh, I'm done with this episode. Uh, I hope you all uh, enjoy the show for what it is, which is uh, a place where people can come and not be afraid to talk about things, which we need more of. All right. Um, if you'd like, you could follow us at More Content Talk on Instagram, um, YouTube, as well as TikTok. And you can also follow us on Twitter at More underscore Content PLS. All right, everyone, have a wonderful day, evening, afternoon, siesta, fiesta, downtime, chill time, lunchtime, whatever it may be. And remember, when all these people get you down, when life gets you down, you can always laugh at something else. Farewell, folks.